It's weird doing this in person because I can pretend to be fake <laughs> when there's no one in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, but I watched um, a guy at work let me borrow because I've never even heard of it. It was called uh, "The Man with the Screaming Brain." What the hell? It's a Bruce Campbell directed movie directed? that he starred in, wrote, and produced. Oh my god! And it is literally—it's just about him. He's like a CEO of like a pharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. and he's going to Bulgaria to hear uh, like a pitch. And but at the same time, there's a crazy mad scientist and his assistant, who's played by Ted Raimi. What? Um, who are basically working on the idea of taking two dead brains and combining them to make one alive brain. Oh. And it just so happens that uh, Bruce Campbell gets killed along with an ex-KGB agent. (laughs) And the doctor uses that to combine their brains. So it's like Bruce Campbell and an ex-KGB agent, and they're trying to find the woman that killed him. Oh. And um, it's just a bunch of Bruce Campbell, like, fighting himself <laughs> like it always is um it wasn't very good yeah. but it was good in its own way oh, okay like i wouldn't go out of your way to watch it but it's very unique in okay. that it's like i mean it's just body humor that's like the is whole that thing all that's all it is is bruce campbell not being able to control the left side of him and then a lot of just like fart jokes yeah. and sex jokes yeah it's exactly what you would expect from Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi. That they sounds were to good just... to me. I mean, it's a, it's weird. It was a, a sci-fi original. What? And this is from like, I think it was like 2005. Oh, okay. So it was like wow. old sci-fi original before they made like Sharknado and the Sharktopus. <laughs> oh, that crap. And all those, yeah. <laughs> um, that actually sounds pretty awesome. I, I, I would recommend it. Yeah. It, for me, it, it lacked though the B-movie quality of just stupid gore. There wasn't enough, like, weird gore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just lacked that quality of, like, there was nothing all that, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it was just funny. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's Bruce Campbell, and he's just playing a schlocky evil man. So... <laughs> Is he, like, the main character of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's an asshole, too. <laughs> nice. And his wife, they're, like, in the middle of a divorce, and she also dies, but they don't have another brain, so they put her brain in a robot <laughs> so it almost looks like a walking sex doll what yeah it's yeah it's very strange but um and that's what it's weird it made me want to play the evil dead game again watch it i guess yeah i don't know it sounds good it was I mean... just a very unique piece of media that i never knew existed and then i just kind of watched it and i was like oh okay I never knew Bruce Campbell directed anything. He directed another one, which I really? actually want to watch. It's called This is Bruce. Mm-hmm. I was looking up, and the premise is that he is Bruce Campbell, like in real life, but he gets mistaken for Ash Williams, and he actually has to go fight demons. Oh, wow. That sounds so, fun, actually. Yeah, it's like a really like meta oh. thing. Cool. An, an Evil Dead prequel? Yeah. Well, more like sequel, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it, so- it sounds like it's like New Nightmare um yeah the nightmare on elm street that one that's like really meta mm-hmm. and like freddy is like a movie in the world but then he comes to re- real life. yeah is it's that... really hard to do that good i think scream 2 did that really well yeah um but all i know is whatever bruce campbell can direct is better than what we just watched <laughs> <laughs> which is true. they them <laughs> um and you might recognize another voice we have 
again as a special, very special guest. It's Garrett from California. Hey. Say hello, Garrett. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you don't sound very enthusiastic at all. <laughs> we put him through the ringer. <laughs> this movie did that to me, okay? And we'll explain why. <laughs> yeah. You don't have, I think, the tolerance that... I think I have the highest tolerance for shit yeah, compared to I, you guys. I think so, yeah. Um, but going into this, I was hoping this would be um, our next wish upon. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like I, I was like, okay, I know this is going to be bad. Yeah, but at least we can like laugh. Sure. It was just boring. <laughs> Almost all of it was boring. Yeah, it basically was. Some there are like a few moments that were like really funny, mm-hmm. but like especially in the middle and the end, it just became like a really it became such a slog for me. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What about you, Garrett? It was very difficult movie to get through. Very, very difficult. <laughs> you sound very mad. You mean because because the themes were so heavy? It's a high piece of art, right? No, it, it wasn't deep. It wasn't artistic. It wasn't good. There was no plot. The story was crap. The actor was only one actor was okay, and then the yeah. rest of it was just trash. Okay. All right. I mean, fair this enough. Is what I'd call a, a garbage can movie. <laughs> the certified garbage can. That needs yeah. to be on uh, this movie's DVD release now. Yeah. Where instead of like it being like a tomato meter, it's like how full the garbage can oh, is. Oh, yeah. You want to <laughs> fill it up. Yeah. That's like, um, it's like as above, so below. Once you get to the popcorn, once you get to 0%, you start filling up the garbage can. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, we were looking, I think, for a really bad movie to watch. And we found it. Yeah, this is definitely it. This is one. This is the worst we've watched in a while. <laughs> this, this genuinely, I will say, is one of the worst movies I've watched in general. Not just for the in podcast. Oh in, my god! In, in a while, yeah. Not the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah. But but in a That's while, fair. I forgot that like movies are bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's good because then I feel like the next thing I watch, I appreciate a little bit more. Sure. Uh, but I mean, we were even commenting on just general stuff. That would just make the movie okay. Right. We were we were ready to settle for okay. Yeah, literally. Um, that next I were trying to fix the movie as we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even five minutes into it, we're like, something's not right here. Yeah, we were already <laughs> in the first ten minutes, we were already rearranging the scene. Like, we were working with what we had. We were rearranging them to make it better. <laughs> Well, I guess for uh, those that don't know, They Them is a horror movie, mm. if you could call it that. Yeah, I no, guess. No, um, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> starring Kevin Bacon, which is, I think, the only appeal the movie really has. Like, if, I don't think if Kevin Bacon was in this movie, no one would care. No, yeah. It would just be like, okay, that was a thing that happened and they would move on. This movie probably wouldn't have been funded if it, was, if it no. wasn't Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It seems like this whole because all the rest are no name people I've never Which seen before. Which makes me wonder where Kevin Bacon's uh, views lie. <laughs> there is one actress yeah. actually that uh, has a career. the The Queen Tan, the African American lady, she was in oh. all of uh, the How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, really? That was the one um, actress we said that was like should have been the main character. Yeah, she was a lot more likable. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she, she has some experience because she was actually good in How to Get Away with Murder. I think this movie kind of like beat her over the face a little bit with it, how bad it was, but like, she yeah, none of them had good. much to work with. 
Um, but yeah, the the I guess the loose plot of the film is that uh, they are have to spend a week at a gay conversion camp, um, which uh, Kevin. Oh my god, I almost said Kevin Spacey. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it would have been more entertaining if Kevin Spacey oh, yeah. was the guy. This was his comeback. Movie. This was his comeback movie. <laughs> yeah, he goes to his agent. I want to come back nice and quiet, nothing controversial. <laughs> <laughs> the agent's like. Oh boy, do I got a script for you. <laughs> it's called They Them. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is it like an alien thing? Like, what are they? And he's like, nope, it is the LGBT community. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> but Kevin Bacon uh, runs this camp, and uh, there is also a serial killer on the loose. Yeah. And that is it. <laughs> That's literally. And this, there's like two. There's two ways like it can go, right? Like I, I. This is what I was expecting. I was expecting. Okay, we are going to see Kevin Bacon as a complete asshole, and uh, you, all the people are evil. Um, all the kids are being like abused and tortured and that kind of stuff. And then our killer comes. You're kind of rooting for the uh, killer, and you don't yeah. know who they are. Yeah. Um. But this wasn't. This wasn't at all. Uh, and it it did every if if every option it had to be boring, it took it. Yeah. It never committed to anything. No. <laughs> and the bits it committed to were very strange choices. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like it's so it's such a weird movie because it, it like it feels like a Disney Channel movie. Yes. With like horror scenes like dropped mm-hmm. in. Yeah. It like. Visually, it looks like that, and then script-wise, some of the scenes between the kids in the yeah, conversion, like the dialogue. Like, is yeah. So everyone is basically just stating exactly what they're feeling at all times. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. you just you just are like, "Hi, I'm David. I don't like my parents. I am gay. I don't want to be gay. That is why I'm here." And then like later, you'll see him. Oh wow, I do want to be gay. Okay, cool. And then, like that was it. That's like the extent of all the characters' yeah. arcs. It was High School Musical, the musical, the series with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, well, like we were saying, like I was saying that this movie feels like if an AI watched a bunch of '80s slashers, <laughs> yeah, and just stitched accurate. together a movie. Yeah, like it didn't know what makes those movies good. It was just like, oh, this is what happens in them. Yeah. Let's piece this together. <laughs> And and that's the bizarre. I feel like it would have been better if it just tried to stick, like do like a more progressive like eighties slash. Yeah, yeah. It would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Would it though? I mean, yes. it would have been okay. There was no saving. <laughs> that, There's no saving all, all, this movie. None. All I'm going for is making it okay. I don't want it to be good. I just I just think watchable. <laughs> Take out the Taylor Swift scene, and you'll be a slightly more watchable. I don't think that was Taylor Swift, Garrett. That that was not Taylor Swift. Who was that? that okay, well, whoever that the fuck pink. that was. Oh, pink. pink. It even well, said in the subtitles, pink. You know, I was falling asleep at that point, so I really didn't pay attention. But that <laughs> but, scene no, was but... just horrible too. We do need to talk about that scene though, because I didn't yeah. believe what was happening. Yeah. Um, for, to give context, there's a scene where it's a very like emotional scene. Like it's supposed to be our two characters connecting, and like one character is like at their lowest, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they break out into song, and the entire cabin starts dancing, and there's like a choreo- like a choreographed dance. <laughs> 
But but the funniest part was after like it, they like pan out and Kevin Bacon is just staring, <laughs> He's like death staring yeah. into their window. But it's very it's uncomfortable and it feels very forced. Yeah. And suddenly, all these characters that are like butting heads just become best friends. Yeah, like that that football the jock, jock guy yeah. was all of a sudden dancing and like. When they started singing, he was even, like, looking at him, like, begrudgingly. He's like, ugh. Yeah. And then yeah. next thing you know, he's, like, dancing in the center. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just awful. It's, like, it's it's an understatement to say, like, there really aren't any characters in this movie. No. Like, they're all, like, cartoon stereotypes. Like They're, like you said, Disney Channel characters. Right, yeah. They're very, like, one-dimensional. It's, like, it has, like, the depth of a Saturday morning, like, cartoon character-wise. Like, it, there's, like, so many characters in it. It never focuses on any of them, really. You get scenes here and there with all of them, but then at the end, you don't feel like you know them. And then at the end, there were characters that we saw when I was like, we've never seen these characters before in our life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when they're on the steps of that yeah. cabin. Yeah. yeah, and there's, like, all these kids, and we're just like, who are they? <laughs> yeah, literally, who are they? <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say, at the beginning of the movie, they showed everybody going into that camp, but somehow the number of people in that camp increased at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it did seem to, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, they weren't even in, like, some of the, like, the stuff they were doing. No. Like, the pie making, or the guns, or when they Definitely went out not the the guns, woods. You remember them in that at all. Or the no. therapy, or the dance number, so. Yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just added to make it look more dire. Yeah. <laughs> Like we need, we you need to care about these characters that we've never even introduced to you. Do you got to care if they die? Yeah. <laughs> Quick, we got to get them to safety. Characters yeah. with literally no lines of dialogue in the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> they just sit there in the background. Better yet, they give someone who had six lines of dialogue and about three scenes in the movie. Her, uh, she's like the leader of this pack of people to get them to safety. And it's like you don't give a shit if she gets run over by a car. Like you've barely seen her in the movie. <laughs> well, like like I was saying, um, this movie, I mean, I think they went, a, I don't know what would be good at this point, but basically they made Kevin Bacon in the beginning kind of likable. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I'm not here to convert you. I'm not going to mm -hmm. talk about God. I'm just here, you know, to kind of like help you find yourself. Right. And you're like, okay, sure. Whatever. But like when the killing comes around, you don't care about anyone. Right. Like, that's the thing with horror movies. You need your assholes. You, or you either need assholes or people you really like. Because when mm -hmm. they get killed, it, like, hurts extra hard. Right. But this had neither. <laughs> it just had names and bodies associated with those names. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I mean, if we don't want to talk about another movie, but, like, that would be a good example of, like, a slasher that came out very recently was X. Yes. Which I think we all really liked. I don't know if you saw that, Gary, did you? Not yet. I plan to. We gotta okay. watch it. Get ready for Pearl. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck I'm is genuinely Pearl? really excited for that. It's a sequel or prequel. Prequel, yeah. Prequel. Didn't X just come out like a year they, ago? They filmed it together. Yeah, oh they filmed my it back-to-back. Okay, They're well. hedging their bets on the X franchise. Hey, it, it paid off. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a good example of what Dax is talking about, because it's like, you have the likable people, yeah. and there's also people you hate and you want to see die. It has mm. a perfect blend of that. And it's similar premise where, like, a bunch of group of kids show up to a place in their bed yeah. before something's not right, you know? But it, And that is done really well. And here, it's like, 
it's just but it's what, just terrible. The weird thing is what X does. Um, it's very interesting. I've never seen it in a movie before, but they develop the characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's strange. It's like a weird <laughs> it's really thing. Weird. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's like a lot of like genuine moments, and like what I think X does so well. And this podcast has just turned into us talking about how great X is again. But like, <laughs> they're like their characters are like so subtle. Mm-hmm. like you just get a feel like like that one scene when they're on the road at a gas station like you instantly get mia goth's character right and like one interaction and yeah. you're like this is great like mm-hmm. i get this character where this their characters just show there's literally a scene where they all just say why they're there <laughs> and they're all having this emotional moment but you're just like why why is this happening why do i care <laughs> yeah why do i care well Another way, again, this podcast is just going to be us rewriting this movie. (laughs) But something we we decided right away is that would have made this 10 times better, or at least not better, but more interesting, more watchable, Mm -hmm. is if they didn't have that beginning kill. Yeah. Because the movie opens up with a woman getting killed. So, you know, okay, there's a killer. There's a masked killer. Mm -hmm. But I think that they should have saved that and did kind of like a genre flip. Right. Like, oh, this is a horror movie now. There's a killer. (laughs) Um. But it just it just ruins all mystery. Yeah, it really does. And you're not even like um wondering, oh, who's the killer? Because you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think people would have made it to that part in the movie for the genre trip if they didn't have like the kill at the beginning. I think that was Maybe. what. Well, I mean, again, like you look at all these like Blumhouse, like these like low to middle budget horror movies, is they know that people only watch for the kills, right? Yeah. They know that's what gets them in. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, it worked great. All those 80s slashers have it. But the thing is that they're genre films and they know it. <laughs> this one, I feel like, was not trying to be a genre film. No, yeah. This was, this thought it was too good to be a horror movie. It thought it was trying to say something. Right. And I think we came out of it thinking the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Where we were like, wait, is this really homophobic and transphobic? Because that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> No, yeah, it really did. It's like it, it it's just so weird. Like you talk you remember we're talking about the horror element of this movie and it's like it's so like not present. No. Like there's so many scenes in this movie that are not tense like at all. They don't even try to be tense. And I think I called it three times when like you the tension was building up and I was just like fake yeah. scare. Yeah. And sure enough, oh, it was just a counselor. Fake <laughs> right. scare. Oh, it was just something like a deer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Every time I called it. <laughs> On top of that, the kills weren't good enough for it to be a horror no. movie. They didn't even show anything. We were saying that too. Yeah, they didn't. No. There was like, what, one on-screen death? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just him getting electrocuted. <laughs> well, and at the end too. Yeah. Oh. But it wasn't anything crazy. No. No, but the that's better than the electrocution death. The electrocution death was yeah. like nothing. One route. Another route you could take this. All right. (laughs) And this is coming from all the fucked up movies I saw. And I don't think Peacock is willing to make their gamble on this. Right. (laughs) But I'm just saying another way you can make a really good horror movie around this theme is genuinely just show a gay conversion camp. Yeah. You know, Uh maybe make uh, like the main counselor guy, like Kevin Bacon's character, but interesting. Maybe he's, uh, you know, like uh, gay himself. And he's kind of like, uh, like uh, I don't know, like compromising, um, kind of like making like, oh, you know, this is the way, right? You know, projecting himself uh, yeah. and show actual torture, <laughs> shit, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like genuinely show how terrible this place is. Um, maybe that creates a killer. 
whatever mm-hmm. you know but genuinely make it disturbing right. and hard to watch but make it real i think an element they could have added to that to make it even better would be to do it on like documentary style like or yeah. like on oh, filmography. like some found footage yeah yeah stuff yeah that would make that an even better savable movie yeah i agree yeah have um have one of the kids sneak in a uh, camera <laughs> you know yeah and at the beginning of the movie oh this was uh 10 kids went to camp blah 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 <laughs> none return in a texas chainsaw this, yeah mat, like, this is the crawl. footage we found <laughs> yeah i mean it's already fine you're making um an entertaining horror movie and you're actually making positive commentary about how awful gay conversion camps are right and you just show it for what it, it really is. Yeah, like, and already it's scary. Yeah. And even a character, like, said that. Where he's, <laughs> like, they were like, oh, don't you think something's weird going on here? And she's like, well, this is a gay conversion camp. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's already <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, it was, it was weird. I never, I never, like, watched a movie and wanted it to be rewritten so badly. Yeah. Like, I felt like there's just so many different avenues you could take to, like, so make easy. it better. Right. Well... I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Right? <laughs> What's the elephant in the Sleepaway room? Sleepaway Camp. Okay, yeah. Um, Garrett, have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp? I have not. I'm giving you homework. Oh my <laughs> Go God. watch Sleepaway Camp. Um, it's very easy to find. I'm sure you can find it on like Tubi oh, or yeah, something. Oh yeah, you can find it. I, I think it's, I watched it on YouTube forever ago. It might yeah. still be there. Um, I know me and Brad, we absolutely love Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I I would say if you were to ask me, this is a hot hot opinion. You're talking like 1980 Friday the Thirteenth and Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I would choose Sleepaway Camp. Really? In a heartbeat. Okay. Easy. That, that's um, interesting. I think Sleepaway Camp is very um unique. In, one in the sense of the ending. Everyone knows the ending. It's one yeah. of the most terrifying things I've seen in movies in general. It stays with <laughs> yes, me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But it's so bizarre. Like all the choices are very unique. Mm-hmm. But like the kills are fun, and they, and this is another thing. This they them could have done very good. Uh, is have like you see from the killer's perspective, so you don't know who the killer is. Oh, you know, like right. you always see like the hands, like you don't see like anything, mm-hmm. like the giallo style. You know, yeah. you don't know who the killer is, but you see the killings. It's fun. Um, uh, but but sleepaway camp. I guess spoiler alert, Garrett. But I don't I don't think you really care. <laughs> no. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah that's what i figured but but the uh for those who haven't seen sleepaway camp i guess uh mute for a minute and then go watch that incredible go movie <laughs> yeah go watch that incredible movie but um the premise is that it was about a boy um who was forced to be female and it's like a lot of i guess like pent up impulses and stuff it's a lot about like finding identity mm-hmm. and stuff like that because the our main character um angela she, angela yeah she's in like a si- situation she doesn't really know how to like respond to because like her bio biology is telling her one thing but her expectations is telling like her another right and that eventually leads to her snap mm-hmm. um and killing everyone and that is already a better movie than <laughs> and that wasn't even trying to be like you know like progressive or anything right it wasn't trying to say anything yeah but it already is a better movie than them trying to actually make a movie about like gay conversion camps (laughs) it sounds like it i'm gonna go watch it right after this because it's on peacock you should yes i i I love sleepaway camp yeah 
It's it that ending scene. I think I got interested in the movie because I saw a YouTube clip of that ending scene. Yeah, I just saw the thumbnail and I was like, "What oh, the it's, fuck is that?" And well, I, you never get the audio out of your head either. No, I don't know what they did to do record that. I don't even know how they pulled it off. Like with bot with the body and everything, it's like so inhuman. Yeah, like, it's very inhuman. It's it's genuinely like indescribably terrifying. It, it, it's it's yeah. one of those like uncanny things where it's just a little bit off. Right. So your brain doesn't recognize it. It's very similar. I think we talked about this before with um the end of Lake Mungo. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like a little off and you're like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something's not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back to they, them, I guess, if we have to well, talk about something depressing. Well, we got we to correct ourselves here. It's they slash them. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, did you know that, Garrett? That was supposed to be the name. Oh, like actually, like a like slash, they, like they, out? you're supposed to pronounce it. They slash them because it's oh, like well, a killer, a slasher. <laughs> that's a very clear in this in this title. I couldn't uh, pronounce it any other way. You know, I, everyone I've talked to just call it they them. Yeah, literally everyone. Because <laughs> you don't go to someone like I want to be called they slash them. No, just, they them. Yeah, it's weird. He, he, me, he, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because it's trying to be witty in a really stupid way. <laughs> I feel like the movie thinks it's very smart a lot of the times. Yeah. Well, I guess let's talk about the writer and director. Because we were like, because we were trying to figure out what what this guy's alignment is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how does he feel about the issues he's portraying? Mm-hmm. And I think looking up his, like, filmography made us even more confused. <laughs> yeah. Because he was the writer for uh, The Aviator. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rango, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. He did a couple of the Bond movies, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Gladiator, yeah, which and is it, like a classic. And it's the like Last this Samurai. Oh, he did that too. He, what? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you said like Aviator, like that made sense to me. When I looked this fucker up and I saw the Aviator under his bio, like I don't like that movie. I've seen that movie a lot, and I do not like that movie at all. So that made sense to me. I've only seen like one scene from that movie. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I've heard very good things about Sweeney Todd and Rango, and not bad things about 007. So the other ones don't make sense. But like the Aviator. Mm. The point is that whether you like it or not, this guy has had success, right? And yeah. it's like for him to make this, which is like below amateur work. <laughs> It's very strange. Especially script-wise. I guess it was directed okay. Fine? Yeah. There was like, you, but you could pick out shots from like every other movie you've seen. <laughs> yeah. Especially the final scene when they're like leaving. Oh, and That's God. like almost every slasher does that. Yeah. Of slow motion of them exiting the door of the crime scene and the cops flooding in. Mm-hmm. That's how Black Phone ended. The, the literally is. I was going to say, I think the new Candyman ended similar to that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, they all end yeah. like that, which is fine if it's done okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if you care about what's going on, it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But this, you're like, why wouldn't the police just immediately open fire on them? <laughs> know. You know? Because <laughs> they don't even know who that person is. Like, cause you, they could have been involved in the crime. Like, Yeah. And you'd immediately want to question them. Hey, is the killer still in there? <laughs> yeah. Is there hostages? <laughs> yeah, How like, many are dead? <laughs> it also looks like there's a huge time jump, too. Yeah, it's like it pitch black like. when it's like the end of it, and then like it's like bright day. It's like 
from 2 a.m. to like, like I don't even know, 10 o'clock at, in the morning. And that person's still sitting there not arrested yet. <laughs> yeah, and the girl was like, oh, I'll go find help. And they're like, oh, do you, like, this is the woods. It's going to take you a long time. And literally what? There's a two-minute interaction inside, and the next thing we know, police sirens are everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I was going to say, beyond that, you see the girl again, but you don't see all the children she was with. Yeah. Oh. Where'd they go? Yeah. They don't matter. <laughs> I was thinking it would have been funny if she had a cell phone the whole time. Oh, yeah. And if she just went, like... 500 feet away and he's like oh yeah i got a bar hey (laughs) like come please help please (laughs) and also um kevin bacon even had that thing when she's like i'll call the cops and he's like you think the people around here like are gonna like believe you like he's like they don't give a shit about you guys you know like i'm respected in this community and it's like (laughs) okay so why would they come yeah if that was the case that makes no sense i didn't even think about that yeah wow this movie gets worse and worse. Why was she even like threatening that? Like, if are we in spoilers yet? Can I like? I think it's safe to yeah. say spoilers. Honestly, okay. I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter because honestly, the movie gives you nothing to who the killer <laughs> is. Like, no logical. Like, you watch this movie again, you would still just be like, okay, I guess that's the killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, they give you nothing. <laughs> no, yeah. But go on. Well, Gary. then, I- anyways, the. The nurse in the beginning got murdered and replaced by the murderer, right? The murderer is in there, and she's the one doing the whole fucking argument. Why is she starting this argument when her purpose is to be there to kill them? Why is she like... Oh, yeah. I I just don't get it. We were talking about, too, like, when she goes to investigate the weird room that was locked. Yeah. Like, she's surprised, and it's like, don't you know? (laughs) Like, you went through this? And why she just killed that nurse? Right. That was completely innocent? That's yeah. my least favorite thing in like twists like that. When yeah. like the uh, the early parts of the movie just straight up lie to you, yeah, to trick you, and that's like one of those moments. Like another moment I can think of in like fucking Heavy Rain, that PS3 oh, game, yeah. When you're listening to the that guy's inner thoughts, mm-hmm. and he's like, hmm, "I wonder where this kid is." It's like when you know where he is. It's like it happens way too many times in fiction in general. It's just convenient writing, right? It's so lazy. It's just really lazy writing. Yeah, and just the character motives just don't makes sense you know <laughs> yeah motives what the hell are you talking about yeah i i don't know like there was i would understand like um like two of the other counselors were past students i don't know what you'd call them oh. attendees yeah um and they've been converted so i would understand like one of them struggling with it and we got that like oh they they used to be gay they used to be trans whatever mm-hmm. you know i understand they're angry um but this other character we got nothing <laughs> what we got two scenes with her yeah that was literally. it and it was just she was kind of nice that was it beyond that she was supposed to be a student there right no well she was a long time like when she was 14 yeah yeah but while. she doesn't she doesn't look young no at all and, and this on this plan doesn't honestly seem that all well thought out other than i am just going to kill them right yeah literally well we got to talk though about the mvp of this movie the the creepy guardsman guy the, oh, the groundskeeper yeah, we had to talk about it. 
we were oh, laughing dude. so hard at that guy because yeah. he's literally just a pervert. Yeah. We were making like the creepy like pervert noises. Yeah. What was happening? Well, we were making the joke the entire time. Like, watch, he probably hooked up uh, like cameras <laughs> yeah. in the shower. And then yeah. we go to his cabin and one, there's creepy dolls everywhere. But the funniest <laughs> part is that he is a computer that is literally just says like decrypting. <laughs> yeah. And it's running on like Windows 95. Yeah. So he's like a hacker. Yeah. <laughs> and he set up cameras everywhere, and it doesn't matter. It didn't go lead to anything. It didn't lead to anything. It would have been one thing if maybe they were investigating. Oh, look at that. I already just wrote a better movie. <laughs> what the, the main character is going to investigate. They find the cabin. Oh, he's been murdered. This guy's kind of creepy. What's this on his computer? Oh, cameras hooked everywhere. Yeah. Maybe I could find out what's going on here. <laughs> oh, there's Kevin Bacon's doing some weird stuff to these kids. What the heck? I got the evidence right here. We got to get to the police. Boom. Go. Killer comes in. <laughs> I wrote a better movie. You literally did. <laughs> there are actual, there's actual payoff. Yeah. Set up and set payoff. Up, set up and payoff. Right. This, and I, like the guns never came back into play. No. Like, I was totally, the fact that they were, like, a sharpshooter, like a marksman. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's gonna, oh. sh- they're gonna shoot someone. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. They'll come back. It, useless scene. <laughs> it really was. Don't, I'm gonna be honest, that was the best part of the movie for me. That was the only part that was, like, kind the, of decently well The dog done. scene? Yeah, when he's like, I'll, I'll give you're gonna shoot that dog. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Kevin Bacon's fine in it. Yeah. Kevin Bacon is really good. Yeah. I like his beginning monologue, while the like it's stupid, it's like fine. Yeah. Like he's charismatic, he's got charm. Like oh, I believe yeah. him. Like if I was in front of him, I'd be like, okay, maybe this guy isn't that bad. Yeah. No, yeah, he made those words better. Yeah. You gotta give it to him. He's like he's a true professional. With anything, he'll just give it his all. I like that. Like, movie made for like a million bucks or like a hundred million. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta respect a guy for that. Yeah, because he could have just been like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> Although I wish his character was just directly evil. Yeah. It would have been a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, we were saying that. Well, yeah, because they switched it all up. So they made like the whole uh, premise, the like the converted children were like the evil ones or whatever, which kind of throws the whole theme on its like axis. Yeah, mm. we were confused by that too, because like the kids were questioning like... Oh, maybe I am supposed to be the other way, and I shouldn't listen to whatever. I'm happier, like, and it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> isn't the point of the movie not? Well, like, I, I, I made the joke at the end of it where, like, literally our um main character came in and said, like, oh, I thought, like, when I'm 18, I'm just gonna go on my own, oh yeah, and do whatever, identify as who I want, and they stated that 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 was their intention. Throughout the hour and 40 minutes, that motive was never once questioned. (laughs) And then at the end, they're like, what are you going to do now? And then they're like, I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to emancipate myself. (laughs) And it's like, well, yeah. Nothing nothing changed. changed. No, nothing changed. None of them changed. (laughs) Even like the girl that we said should have been the main character, um, the trans girl. Oh, man, yeah. Like, like, I mean, she was probably one of the better actors definitely mm-hmm. she was a good actor i would say that um right. she was likable she was believable she actually had charisma mm-hmm. her delivery was really good yeah um and her thing didn't change either no <laughs> the whole time she was just like telling people hey don't listen to them yeah 
just none of the characters had arcs at all. No, no. <laughs> well, like so the the romances that sparked, especially with the jock and that other oh, um, God. guy. Yeah. Like they, I think we said they had they didn't have like any dialogue together. No. And then at the end, they're like they're like, "Can I go with them in the ambulance?" Or like, "Only for family." And the guy's like, "He is." And it's like. <laughs> You guys literally never said a word to each other the entire movie. I know. Yeah, I was and really that Jack confused. And guy fucked some guy like a, yeah. a, a couple hours earlier. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And that fuck came right after he was in that like therapy group saying how he wants to yeah. be straight. <laughs> I, I want to talk, though, about the undercover thing. Uh, not thing, that sounds bad. The undercover, like... Uh, conspiracy they were trying to do like they had like plants <laughs> oh yeah camp. Plants. yeah um and that guy seduced the jock mm-hmm. fucked him <laughs> or not no got fucked by him there's a difference <laughs> and then they were like gotcha <laughs> you're supposed to do the gotcha before you get fucked <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought that was weird maybe that's just part of the the Perks of the job. I guess, yeah. It's like, that was in the Indeed uh, job listing. You gotta get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, hi, you're gay. And, <laughs> they, and the guy that literally just got, like, his ass blasted. It's just like, you're gay, idiot. Like... <laughs> it's like, there's no, and there's no setup for a reason for why that character's no. like that. No. It's just like, he is like He that. just works for him. He's on the payroll. Yeah. That's it. It's like so stupid. <laughs> but there's a logical reason why it took so long for them to say gotcha. It's because Kevin Bacon was in that groundskeeper's place on the oh, computer true. watching all of it. Okay. He yeah, had to he make sure they went through with it before he could like say gotcha. <laughs> there's like a little earpiece in and you you hear him like, oh. and he's like, I'll come in when I come. I can't come yet. You're going to have to finish him. <laughs> he's like i don't i don't have cameras out in the ocean go bring them back into the cabin that's where i got yeah. the cameras <laughs> that would have been really funny if they did something like that yeah that whole hacker setup never paid off no ever yeah, that Nothing guy was did. windows 95 by the way for some reason yeah and the dolls out. never came into anything yeah there's in that one that's scene one thing i've noticed about blumhouse movies now or any like just shitty uh like low budget horror movie directed at like teenagers mm. Uh, they just put dolls in them, even though they don't make any sense. Yeah, they'll just put them up on shelves wherever. There's always a shot of creepy dolls, and it doesn't add anything. There's no substance. There's no reason. It's just oh, this thing's scary. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about that I think was uh, interesting enough to mention is the killer's mask. Oh, it sucked terrible mask terrible terrible well like i said it looks like a mask from payday 2 that you (laughs) would buy yeah it looks like something that you'd see on like not even the top shelf of spirit halloween but like just that wall of masks that are all like one price yeah 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 something like that it just it looks it's way too hard trying way too hard to be scary it's like they would have done something more simple yeah would have been better like um hush you know, oh, that white mask. Yeah, something like that. I was Boom. thinking of that too. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too many details. Why did she need a mask, Gary? You're asking too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she wear a mask in that opening scene when it didn't? She, the only person that she was going to kill 
The only person yeah. that saw her was the person she was going to kill. In case maybe she got caught, but... Wait, they never... Remember, <laughs> we were laughing when Kevin Bacon uh, like woke him up in the middle of the night, tied him together, and was like, all right, go out and survive for the oh, night. Yeah. And that one person showed up, and our main character's like, who is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they never talk about who that was. No. Oh, and yeah. if it, I think it was weird. And if it was the killer, why would she be there? Yeah. She's on their side. <laughs> also, it's so frustrating in that scene, too, because literally all of the characters are literally handcuffed together. Yes. So it's like you would think you'd take advantage of that as a horror yeah. premise. Or like you both have to run from the killer together. Yeah. One person gets killed. And yeah. One person getting stabbed while they're connected and trying to. Yeah. 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 But the killer wasn't it's coming really after them, though. That would break the meta. Okay. That would, I don't know. It just um it would make a good movie. Yeah. Like yeah, this movie exactly. it's like um you know how people like figure out like statistical like uh probability of things happening and there's like the flow chart with like if then statements and all that. Mm-hmm. Where like it's like okay, like let's make a good movie. <laughs> you know, like if we have this killer then this should happen if it's if it's like okay. Yeah. But they were like let's do the opposite. Let's do the boring <laughs> thing. <laughs> It's like they made an algorithm to make a dumb movie and like not even fun. Right. <laughs> it's not fun at all. It really isn't. Cuz there's a uh, dumb horror movies are fun because they have stupid stuff in them. Like stuff you wouldn't expect like Wish Upon. Mm-hmm. Like we love Wish Upon. <laughs> yeah. Um no one understands our love <laughs> for Wish Upon like when I think we tried to show you Wish Upon Garrett and oh you my. and Patrick looked at us like we were crazy because yeah. we, were, we were losing it. Yeah. But there's like so much like memorable moments in Wish Upon, like like the jazz scene. Oh, the, the dumpster yeah. dad, the bathtub kill, mm-hmm. uh, the bird ass. You dig on multiverses? Yeah, you dig on multiverses. <laughs> there's so much like even just little moments that aren't even focused on horror. It's just like stupid shit. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> that And you can tell it's not trying to be. Um, but this doesn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing unique about it. <laughs> no, like as we said earlier, it's like it's mostly boring with like funny moments scattered throughout. Yeah, like, but I wouldn't call it like a good bad movie. No, it's not worth watching to like laugh at. I don't think. Either. Yeah, I honestly, if we didn't watch this together, I I don't know how you did it, Garrett. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it a couple times because I had to rewind when I woke up again. Yeah, like I was even saying that when we were watching, I'm like, I don't know how Garrett's doing this alone. Like, I, I don't oh, think God. I could watch this alone. Yeah, I would have been on my phone the entire time. We were picturing you, like, seething in your chair, Garrett, when we were watching this. Especially the, the, the singing scene. So when they broke out into dance, I was like, I cannot imagine Garrett sitting in a room watching this. Yeah. Like, this entering into his brain, I can't imagine. I was making breakfast burritos during that scene, luckily. Otherwise, I probably would have just turned it off. Brad was like trying to look anywhere but the TV. Yeah, you were like yeah. you're slumped down. Yeah. I, once I knew what was happening, once I started singing, I was like, I I can't. And they committed. <laughs> That's the most bizarre yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, because we thought it was just they were gonna sing like a verse and be yeah. like, done. Okay, like aha, oh, we turned it into a song. Oh, <laughs> the song is like uplifting and speaks to us. But oh no, there's a whole da- dance sequence. <laughs> yeah. See, what really confused me was like when I, I was like in the kitchen making. And burritos and i had the tv on or whatever and i'm listening to the dialogue and then it breaks out in song and dance and i'm like 
I was I was thinking that my fiance changed it to like fucking High School Musical, the musical, the series. I was like, stop changing my show. And I look up and it's the same fucking show. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, that's hilarious. Another moment I, I wanted to watch that I think was really funny, but like you know, it's an understated funny moment is when they're shooting the dog. And the dog oh. like, gets shot off screen, <laughs> and, then, and then they just cut to a shot of like the dog sleeping in the glass. yeah. It is clearly just sleeping. Yeah, there's no blood. There's nothing. <laughs> and I love how fast that scene escalates because he's like, "Shoot that dog!" And the guy's like, I, "Like that's already fucked up enough." And then he's just like, "Or Terry, they're gonna get a sledgehammer and bash its skull in." And you're like, "What?" Yeah. And the dude just has a sledgehammer and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the movie, that's what I don't get. The movie was trying so hard. Like it was, I thought it was trying to be smart Mm -hmm. of being like, okay, maybe let's hide the evilness of it. You know, (laughs) let's put it back. That's the scary bits. Like the therapist, you know, they're very all like happy and nice, but oh, what they're doing is secretly psychologically changing them. But in that moment, you were just like, okay, they are mean. (laughs) <laughs> like they are not nice people just right. in that one flick of the switch it would have been one thing to like uh, uh kevin bacon i keep wanting to call him kevin spacey for some reason <laughs> kevin bacon well like testing the kid oh you know that's one thing like okay you know we got a whiplash moment right bringing whiplash in again yeah but um yeah but no it's just oh they are mean now mm-hmm. like then that's one thing i learned from horror movies right uh, on the moral scale, right? Like in the middle is like morally neutral, right? And then the left, you go like more evil. Mm-hmm. There's like killing people, and then way down here is killing animals. You know what I mean? That's what horror movies do. Right. The second they kill an animal, you're like, fuck it, I want them dead. It doesn't matter if they killed like tens of people. The second they kill an innocent dog or cat, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. fuck that guy. We want him dead. God, can we talk about the moment after that dog dies too when the um our main character aims the gun at Kevin yeah. Bacon? It's like you don't kill a person because they, a dog yeah. just died when it was already dying and like old. It's yeah. Like, that was like a right? way huge overreaction. It's like a fucked up moment, but like you don't shoot someone over that. No, yeah. <laughs> and at that point, Kevin I would understand if it was later in the movie and that happened. Like he oh. found like they found out about like the pictures and the torture. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that was like early on. That was like the second day. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, another, oh, there's another good scene that I'd like to mention. Right mm-hmm. right at the end when they're like sitting on the bench and the main character standing oh. up, right? And yeah. then like the one chick on his right, or I don't know what she or he identified as. Well, that was the transgender uh, one, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so they were sitting on the bench and looking at the character standing up and the two over to their left were looking at each other. When that main character walks out of the doorway in his ridiculous pose or whatever, the character on the bench on the right is still looking like that person's there. And she just <laughs> awkwardly stares like that for like the remainder of the movie. And I just, it's so awkward. You could see like a little grimace on her face, like, Jesus Christ, is this movie going to end? Like, how long do I have to stay like this? Because she don't know Please where to look. Please say cut. Please say cut. Yeah, she yeah. didn't know where to you look. Know, we should really watch some behind the scenes stuff. That would be really Because I feel like from watching this, a lot of these actors don't want to be here. Oh, God. Yeah. That's just what it seemed like. Yeah. 
I, I really, I, I started to feel bad for them. Yeah. Because you could tell, like, one of the things I gave this movie huge props for is, like, they casted, like, real, like, transgender people. Yeah. And, like, real, like, uh, gay and not straight people. Like, so great. And Good I just job. feel bad, so bad for them as, like, young actors and actresses. Like this. Like, that they, like, they think that they thought they're making something really good. I'm sure that's what they were told. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, like, like, we got the writer of, of Gladiator and James Bond, uh, Skyfall. It's like, I feel so bad for them. It must have been soul crushing to, like, see all the reviews start coming out and all of oh, the Twitter, sure. like, making fun of and it. And you know there's probably a lot of people that don't like this movie simply on premise alone. Yeah. And not actually seeing it. <laughs> when really, I think it leans more in their favor. Because yeah, this seem, movie seemed very anti-gay. <laughs> yeah. Than pro LGBT. No, yeah. You can definitely tell it's like a straight white guy trying to write like yeah, like LGBT youth. It's ugh, bad. And I think Theo Germain, the one who played the main character Jordan, is the only one yeah. I could find who is uh, actually non-binary and identifies with those pronouns. Oh really? Oh really? Oh, Out wow. of the acting cast, so I feel like that person probably had a, like a actual stake in the movie, which is why they just didn't give up. Because I'm sure he saw it going south, or they saw it going south in like the middle of the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, can definitely see that. To be fair, we don't know how much of like the script they got. That's you true. Know, what? How much they actually know? Mm-hmm. They probably saw um, Kevin Bacon again, was on board, and we're like, okay, we're doing it. Yeah. 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 And and I mean. We know um, that movies can be saved or changed in editing. Mm-hmm. They can be like, maybe they, they were better in certain contexts, <laughs> but um, this movie just isn't it. No, like it's just not good. Like I'm, I'm struggling to find a good thing to say. <laughs> I know it's hard. I will say, um, uh, let's try to talk. Be positive. Just let's be positive for yeah, once. Yeah, I'll say I did like. Um, the one scene where like they showed the counselors and like they're like having like straight sex, right? Oh, they're both gay. Yeah, that was kind so of that was an interesting look- idea. Yeah, they were like looking at like on their phone and they had like a hot dude on there. Like, well, no, it was chick. the students or the kids. Oh, it was the students. It was their oh. phones they were going through and they were looking oh. for nudes on their phones. I see. Okay. Yeah, because that one pie lady wanted to fuck that one girl oh the blonde chick yeah, yeah and that's okay. who he was looking at pictures of because that that was like a kind of a creepy interesting idea I'll, I'll say that the one guy was the only one who was gay though wasn't he because the girl was just his girlfriend i i didn't think that she was no, the also girl was a student a oh, okay i that wasn't made clear i guess to me i didn't pay attention Because they were both they were both um went to that camp when they were teens yeah and they got changed yeah i heard Kevin Bacon introduced him, and then he introduced the girl as his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, they do a very bad job at telling you what the counselors do. <laughs> I know. Or what, like, the schedule is. Yeah. Like, my problem with it was you, you don't know the hierarchy of it. No. Because, like, you, you, you never get a scene between, like, Kevin Bacon and, like, all the staff, like, no. talking to each other. You never know if they're on the same page. And there's, like, that one creepy therapist lady Oh, yeah. Well, that one is clearly evil. Yeah. Like, she's the type of... She's, like, supposed to be, like, you know, those Christian moms that are, like, really nice to your face, and the second you turn around, they're, like, talking bad about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, the rest of them are just, like, you don't know if they're on board no. with it. No. 
Yeah. It's just it And work. also, why would they even hire that killer girl? Cuz she's like, "You're on the program, right?" As if like there's like this inside information they all have, like why would they hire an outsider? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, why would they do that? That they don't know anything about. And she killed the last nurse to get in, but wouldn't they know what that nurse why, why would they like, hire that other nurse? Well, yeah, because if, if someone's get hired, you would expect there to be an interview process, right? They would know what they look like, so they would, right? They've seen them before they show up. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I like how as we're thinking about this movie, it gets worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes too much sense, okay? That makes too much logic. We'll have none of it. I feel like when we've like walked out of Black Phone... Like, Black Phone, like, once you started thinking about it, kind of falling apart. But it was competently made. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was like, okay, fine. You know, yeah. like, you allow it. <laughs> You're saying, okay, I'll allow this continuity error. I'll right. allow this mistake. But it's just like this, there's just, there's nothing. <laughs> no. There's nothing to enjoy. I just feel bad for those editors. They really oh, had to work to make something comprehensible. Decent. Yeah. I was commenting on the editing um, during that Kevin Bacon's like opening monologue. Yeah. Because it's like it, the camera, it almost never it's comes back to the Bacon. kids and yeah. their reactions to his monologue. It's like all on him. And sometimes it shows the counselors and mm-hmm. it's not. It's like you could tell that they were like, editors were looking at those reaction shots. They're like, not <laughs> yeah. doing that, not doing that. <laughs> Either the kids, they had no direction on how to react <laughs> yeah. or it did not fit. I just feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> i don't feel bad for the writer director you know no not really <laughs> not really once i found out he also wrote it then i was like oh shit okay <laughs> this is how it is yeah because it's like if you're in that position and you like let's say you wanted to direct right mm-hmm. then get people who actually live through these issues right and who live with the day-to-day they've been through it maybe they've even been to a uh a, um, a conversion camp yeah like get them get to insight. write your story right and then you direct that story if you really want to do that yeah it felt like really like egotistical to be like i'm gonna write and direct a story about lgbt teens as a i'm gonna assume 50 60 year old straight white man yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and like i i watch a lot of like like gay cinema like in um not obviously the horror realm mm-hmm. um but just in general and all of them handle the themes way better, just more <laughs> subtle. Like they don't even like like the things that are just like known, like universally known. Like the message is basically just you should be who you are, right? Yeah. Um, gay or straight, that is a very common theme in a lot of movies. But they them really nail you over the head with it. It's like literally every scene is a character going like someone's down and another person goes you know what? It's okay. You should be yourself, you know? <laughs> and it's like, if we're not going into the movie, we already don't know that. Yeah, we we already know that. It's like, it, it makes, it like, the whole movie just seems like the writer's process of, like, re- like learning about these things. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to teach other men my age what these like are. Like, you just found out LGBT people exist. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And he's just beginning to like grasp their issues and stuff. We really didn't know that that was the issue, like the theme of the story to be yourself until they had to sing about it. So it really was an essential scene. Oh, true. <laughs> they did sing an entire song about it. When you, when you think about it, this movie's genius. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, 
Honestly, if they didn't have that song, I I would thought you should be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like before I watched this movie, I was like, you know, I suck. Yeah. I should just try to be like other people who are better than me. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then I saw that scene and I was like, man, I get it now. <laughs> now I won't live my life a lie. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, they slash them. <laughs> I like to think that this uh, that John Logan wrote the movie but didn't want to direct it, but he couldn't find another director to do it. They read it and were like, uh, like no, George no, no. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. He's the George Lucas of LGBT horror cinema. Yeah, everyone else was just like, no, 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 no. This isn't done great. And he's like, what? Yes, it is. And then he had to do it himself and he was all pissed off doing it. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll make the best LGBT movie ever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wait, hang on. We need to talk about there was another LGBT movie we watched, which is ten times better the themes, and it just hit me. Titan. Oh yeah, and I saw that. Easily totally. handles well, everything totally. better. You you did see that character? Yeah, I saw Titan. Oh okay, cool. But um, and that character's not a good person either, and they're yeah. more likable than anyone in this. <laughs> they're a serial killer. Yeah, yeah they literally. And there's more depth people. and character and like um, I think compassion, like empathy for. Oh, yeah. Than anyone in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is all about having empathy for people that are different than you. Yeah. Like, I mean, with the dad in that movie, like, man, that's true. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, and it is literally about, like, transitioning. Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> go watch Titan instead. Go of watch Titan, yeah. That's go, what we're saying. Go watch Titan. Uh, go watch Sleepaway Camp. Go watch X. <laughs> yeah. This whole this whole episode has just been us recommending other movies. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, let's let's give our closing thoughts. But do you have anything left to say, Garrett? Ugh. <laughs> Keep that in. I Keep will. That I in. will. <laughs> <laughs> all right well um i think um unfortunately we can unanimously say that we did not like this movie <laughs> um it's it's boring it's not well done there's not there's really not much we can say that's good other than maybe some of the acting and mm. one or two scenes yeah um but, but i would say it's not worth your time Mm-mm. And I can't imagine um, watching this as part of that community. I assume Ugh. I'd probably be even more mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you'd yeah. have something to actually connect with and see <laughs> it portrayed so poorly. Right. Um, but yeah, go watch Sleepaway Camp. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp. Watch it, please. Watch it. <laughs> you'll you'll get a if you want a camp horror movie that is about the same issues. <laughs> Go watch Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> It'll give you nightmares, but it's better than the nightmares that they them will give you. Yeah, so um, normally I say go watch it, but in this case I would say uh, give this one a pass. Yeah. Unless you're very morbidly curious, but believe me, yeah. um, it's not worth it. You will be bored. You will teams. be bored. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, so, well, well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.